Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. And we thought today we'd take on one of those big myths that protein is just the best nutrient That's and right. the most important. It's all about protein. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to answer some of those questions today. Is protein the secret magic bullet for weight loss? Uh, should athletes be taking in lots and lots of protein to build muscles? Um, so stay with us today as we kind of figure out the secret life of protein. All right, proteins. Yes. This is one of the favorite topics that I like to discuss with my clients. I kind of go through, when we talk about a healthy lifestyle, I'll assess where everyone is at. And one of the things that we look at is proteins. And one of the healthy habits that I encourage is uh, eating a protein at every meal and snack. I think that's a really good habit to get into. And if you think about it, how often do we really do that? Right. Um, Sometimes we don't. The one I see is breakfast. Oh, yes. You know, so many of my clients, and maybe you have this experience, have mm-hmm. a really high-carb breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're wondering why they could eat the paint off the walls at 10 a.m. Because exactly. it's not a satisfying breakfast. It's Correct. not something that sort of sticks to your ribs for that kind of old exactly. adage that you've heard of. So, And that's always, that's exactly right. That's exactly why I feel like protein is so important. Because when my clients are coming to me and they're struggling with weight, we need to focus on making them satisfied with their meals. Mm -hmm. And so very good point. And uh, yeah, that also makes me think of uh, the worst offender is just when you go out for breakfast too. It's it's very, um, when you eat at a, you know, place where you stay in a hotel and they have Mm -hmm. free breakfast. Right. It is so hard to find protein. It can be. It can Absolutely. be. Yes. It's getting better, though. I see I've boiled noticed. eggs now more and maybe mm-hmm. um, yogurt and things like yeah. that. There's always boiled eggs. And I always tell people, slice up some eggs, put some English muffins in the toaster, and make yourself like a little egg sandwich or something like that. Right. So, um, yeah. So there's definitely ways to include protein at every meal, including breakfast. And, yeah, it Number one, it helps us feel satisfied, and I think one of the biggest issues we have is feeling hungry really quickly after we eat. Right. And then we eat again and again and again throughout the day, and we become a grazer, and we just never feel satisfied with our meal. So protein can really help with that satisfaction, but there's also a difference, though, between putting protein with your meals and snacks and making them your only part of your meals and snacks. We don't want that either. So the thing with protein is that we want protein. Protein in terms of digestion is a little more difficult to do because protein is made up of many different amino acids. Uh, I like to kind of get into this with some of my clients. Sometimes it's too much detail. But in terms of digestion, it just takes longer for protein to be digested. And so that way you can feel full longer if you have protein present at your meal. But you do want to have some carbohydrates present too. Mm -hmm. So it, um, yeah, most of us, when we eat just carbs, our bodies will digest it very quickly. Right. It's, it's very easy to digest a carbohydrate. It's the body's preferred fuel source, and it all breaks down into glucose pretty easily. Uh, unless there's fiber present, that slows it down. Right. right. That's the nice thing about uh, proteins is that it, it takes our bodies a little longer to digest those as well. 
So do you think protein is sort of the magic bullet for weight loss? For some people, I find it can be an eye-opener, and it's definitely something that they need to start paying attention to. In what way? Because they realize, oh, yeah. So some of the biggest issues is when we talk about between lunch and dinner, it's usually a huge gap in time. Right. And so people try to have a snack in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to be good, and I've got quotations here. Yes, you can't see them, but she's putting in quotations. (laughs) When you're trying to be good, you're going to maybe just have a piece of fruit or something like that, thinking you're going to be healthy about your snack in the afternoon. Right. But we've talked about this before on the podcast. When you just have a piece of fruit, it can leave you hungry again within an hour and not very satisfied. Mm -hmm. But when you have a little protein with it, uh, having some yogurt and fruit or having some nuts with your fruit or peanut butter on an apple or a banana can really slow down that digestion. And then all of a sudden, they're not starved going into dinner. Right. And it makes a huge difference in that dinner meal because right. when they eat more protein throughout the day they don't get as hungry as quickly and then they're more in control at meals Mm -hmm. so it gets into then portion control right it helps with so many other things right so i truly believe that protein is a game changer however i also like to tell people you can't just eat protein for your meals it's not good for our bodies right? right our bodies need the other nutrients that come from the carbohydrates and the fruits and the vegetables and things like that. We'll get into this a little bit when we talk about athletes and there's, you know, a certain amount of protein that your body can use at one time. Mm-hmm. So just loading up on protein all day long right. isn't that helpful because your body, first of all, will use it for fuel, but it will also, whatever's left might get stored as fat. Yeah. Protein isn't calorie free. Exactly. You know, those boiled eggs still have calories in them. Uh Nuts, as healthy as they are, still have calories in them. And sometimes a lot of calories. And so I think if you think about protein can't be a free-for-all either. Right. Even though it's satisfying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing with protein is a lot of people worry, though, that they're not getting enough. I hear that a lot. Right. So it really is difficult to not get enough protein. It can happen occasionally, but for the most part, most of us are getting plenty of protein. Right. Um, So I'm not telling people when I'm encouraging them to have protein present at breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner to go too crazy about it. Right. It's not the 16-ounce T-bone is not... Necessary exactly to get the protein that you need. Correct. That's going to have significantly more grams of protein. I think uh, maybe what I see with patients is that they underestimate how much protein's in stuff. You know, a four yeah. ounce chicken breast is like thirty grams of protein. Exactly. I mean, that's all you need. You don't need right. to be taking in, you know, two right. four ounce or three four ounce chicken breasts in a meal to be healthy. Right. And then know. a glass of milk right. or having right. other protein sources exactly. or anything like that. It goes really fast. It does go really fast. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that that's a good point. You know, for every gram, uh, or I'm sorry, for every ounce of protein, it's about seven grams of protein. And so a typical body, you know, is going to need about um, maybe 75 grams a day. Right. Depending on your activity level and exactly. your age. Exactly. Right. right. So, yeah. So that was the other thing is the recommendation. In, and I've seen this 
you know, the, the RDA is set at 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram, or the RDA is 0.8 Should grams. we clarify what the RDAs yes, are first? Probably. So the RDA is an acronym for the Recommended Daily Allowance, Correct. which is an average for a healthy person. It is Correct. a healthy adult. It is not your individualized nutrition recommendation. This is where people get kind of make me nuts because yeah. they say, well, I followed the RDAs and I gained weight. Well, that's not individualized right. for you know, John Doe in, right. you know, Columbus, Ohio. It is for average of every healthy adult. Right. It's Instead meant to be a, a guideline, and that's all it is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I like to recommend for my clients, I'm looking at it to be at least 0.8 up to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram for just an average person trying to lose weight. So if the person's 150 pounds, we're talking about, you know, 55 to you know, 70 grams of protein a day. And if you think about that four ounce chicken breast, having 30 of those. Exactly. It can go really, really fast. Yeah. And four ounces is, uh, you know, usually I recommend three ounces at a meal. Right. Which is about the size of the palm of your hand or a deck of cards. And most restaurants you go to, you're getting at least four ounces. Right. And most times more than that. Right. Those restaurant portions can definitely... Push you over the protein edge. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. So that's basically what I look at and what I recommend in terms of just a healthy person mm-hmm. and a healthy approach to protein. And especially when they're trying to lose weight, it, it, it's an, a key nutrient and it's important to have. So for those who we know that meat and poultry and, you know, cheese and fish are great sources of protein, what about those who are not going to be eating meat? Do we have recommendations for them of how to get enough protein? I know that's a big concern when people say, oh, I've gone vegan. And they say, well, how are you going to get your protein, you know? Right. But vegans have other nutritional things that I worry about. Besides protein. Correct. Right. Correct. When we should do a whole episode on vegetarianism and veganism, but it, protein actually is the least of my concerns right. with a vegan. Yeah. Because, because there are so many other things that they could be missing. So how do you, you how see. do you work with people who are vegetarians and becoming protein? So first of all, we have to understand that when you eat a carbohydrate, there's three grams of protein for every serving of carbohydrate, basically. So right. an ounce of Uh, like a one ounce slice of bread or something is going to have about two to three grams of protein in it. So there's a little bit here and there that that shows up. And there's always other options like tofu, soy products. Mm -hmm. Those have a lot of protein in them and those are an excellent way to get some protein. Um, If you're not vegan, of course, dairy is mm-hmm. a good way to go eggs. because it also gives yep. us the calcium and, and eggs is mm-hmm. eggs is a very high quality protein. Do you remember learning that yes. in school? High biological it's value. Ninety seven percent biologically available to us. Right. Yeah. So right. it's and a, eat the whole egg. Yes. It's good for you. Yeah. That's we, where it we've turned we've D. turned it around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. We no longer say that you need to avoid that that center that, part. Yep. Obviously within reason, of course, but right. the, there's so much good nutrition mm-hmm. in the yellow of the mm-hmm. egg absolutely um, then just you don't have to eat egg white omelets unless that's what you want to eat mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not it's not necessary correct correct uh, I don't know if you have any other um, tips I, but but there are a lot of 
alternates these days for protein right. in terms of a vegetarian diet. So I, again, I, like you, I don't get that concerned over it. And there's, there's options. Now there are options for people who might be a little um, concerned about soy. You could consider like supplements, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a supplement of a protein powder or something right. like that to help you get to the protein that you need, like a plant-based protein right. supplement powder. Right. I think soy in, in most foods is probably safe. It's those soy supplements yeah. When we get concerned, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, uh, but right. the soy milk and, yeah, you know, it's an um, vegan cheese and things like yeah. that is, is not a concern at no. all in terms of the amount of soy that you're consuming. You have mm-hmm. to take a, a true soy dietary supplement right. to right. possibly cause concerns. Yeah. Like they've got soy crumbles these days right. that are already ready for you to eat and they they look and taste like, I right. mean, it, it's very similar to ground meat and that type right. of thing. So, and I think... I'm not a vegetarian, but I play around with those foods all the time. So like, I've enjoyed I the Impossible Burger. I think it's really tasty. I have tasty. not had it yet. Yes, I, I think it's I super tasty. Uh-huh. However, nutritionally, it's interesting to me because it's really <laughs> not that different than ground beef. Uh-huh. And so if you think you're making the healthier choice by buying the Impossible Burger, okay. think I again. Seen it. So in terms of like cholesterol, it's saturated it, fat? Right. It's very similar calorically, sodium-wise. Okay. But the interesting thing to me, you know, to me, it's more sustainable. You know, if we're going to continue to live on this planet as yep. people, we cannot eat, eat meat in the same amounts. It takes Correct. a lot of energy and water and, and those types of things. We'll put the, uh, I'll put the nutrition breakdown of the Impossible okay. Burger on our show awesome. notes. Mm-hmm. I've read a really good review of it. And, you know, we are going to have to find other alternatives to meat. And getting protein in other ways, right. um, or we're not going to survive as a right. species. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons that I think okay, it's interesting to see more of these vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. I would say one of the things I, I get concerned about with clients is if they do pick things like, you know, garden burgers and Boca burgers, mm-hmm. is to remember that they can be higher in sodium, right? And much higher in sodium than ground beef. You know, yeah. you think you're making again that healthy choice by choosing to eat a vegetarian processed product mm-hmm. for your protein when they can be quite high in salt. Yeah. In fact, um, where um, our cardiac diet at work, I can't offer the veggie burger to my patients because it's too high mm-hmm. in salt, Yeah, um, which always kind of blows everybody's mind. Right. They assume on a heart-healthy <laughs> diet, I'd be handing out the veggie burgers. Right. And really, the ones that we use are, are and the ones that you can easily commercially buy right. are all fairly significantly high in sodium so be careful if you are a vegetarian that if you're eating a lot of those processed meat products Mm -hmm. that you're not overloading this all good manufacturer uh marketing idea for you is if you're in the veggie market of burgers let's start making them with a little less sodium exactly (laughs) of course i'm sure it's there for taste sure and texture and all of those types of things when you lose lose that that uh, find a better way exactly So speaking of that, let's kind of move on to athletes because, again, there tends to be a focus on lots and lots of protein for athletes. You know, if you want to build muscles, you need to eat six eggs for breakfast and a pound of chicken for lunch and, you know, two steaks for dinner. And you might have had these clients, I know, who come in, you know, lugging their bag of protein powders along behind them. Right. Or the 
chicken breast, make the chicken breast for the whole week and, and sweet potatoes, and maybe that's it for carbs. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's all... It's a very limited diet. It's a diet. very limited diet. Right. So, believe it or not, the physiques of bodybuilders, you know, that we look at and we think, oh, they look so impressive, are not from all of the chicken breasts and the whey protein powder. It's from intense resistance exercise. Correct. And that's what builds bigger muscle. Right. The more resistance exercise that you do. So if you consume significantly more protein than you need as an athlete, you're going to burn it for fuel, like we mentioned Uh already, or you're going to store it as fat. Correct. So the body can only hold on to protein for a certain amount of time. It doesn't store protein in the body. You need to eat protein every day, like you've Mm -hmm. already mentioned, dividing Mm -hmm. it amongst three meals and some snacks. Um, as evenly as you can yeah. with the idea that really your body can only absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein at one time. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, uh, weightlifter who after he works out gets the protein bar that's 30 grams of protein and takes in the protein shake that's also 30 grams of protein. Right. Okay, that's 60 grams of protein. Yeah. That's more than double what his body can absorb. So absorb and or use. Right. Utilize. So and utilize. So, utilize. Yeah. so you can absorb yeah. it. What Adam exactly. utilize. I guess exactly. that's a better way. Yeah. You can only utilize that 25 grams-ish right. Right. at a And time. then after that, it's going to be used as fuel. Cool. Right. And it's important because they're not going to be building that muscle if they don't have enough calories present with right. that protein. Right. So that's what's fascinating, too, and what just they just don't understand. Right. Sometimes, you know, when people come to me, they just... Oh, they're afraid to give up that protein because they're seeing good results and seeing right. the muscle building, and it really works. Right. So, you know, you want ample but not excessive protein to build and repair muscle tissue. You grow hair and nails and, mm-hmm. you know, build, boost your immune system, produce hormones, and replace red blood cells. So you, you need enough protein, but too much is, is not a good thing as well. Yeah. It is important for dieters who are restricting calories and carbohydrates that they eat enough protein because, again... What they will do at that point, like you've already mentioned, is use the protein calories for calories. Right. For energy. Right. I see this a lot in yes. elderly clients, even. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess, this is a diversion from the athletes, but, you know, they are taking in their, you know, way, their protein supplement. And I'm like, but you need to make sure there's plenty of calories. So many of those protein supplements are low in carbs and low in calories. Right. And, you know, that's great for somebody who doesn't need extra calories, but for some of the, right. my elderly patients, they need a lot of extra calories right. too. So we, we need both. And that gets us back to an interesting question with weight loss mm-hmm. and getting that protein right, right in terms of weight loss because we want to make sure we're sparing lean mass. We're cr- trying to spare that muscle right. so we're not losing muscle. And that's why it drives me crazy when people can lose, like they can... Th- my fitness pal tells them they can take a thousand calorie deficit a day. Right. And what happens, I believe, at a thousand calorie deficit day is we do start to see more lean body mass loss. Right. And we, you don't want to lose that muscle. Because that's want to what's metabolically more active. Exactly. Right. It's going to burn more calories for you. Exactly. So that's why I'm about a gradual weight loss. And it, it, for the long run, that's going to help us. 
Um, other athletes who might need more more protein are endurance athletes or people who are doing kind of intense exercise, mm-hmm. um, triathletes, uh, marathon runners. Again, if glycogen, that stored form of carbohydrates, are low in the blood and the blood sugar is low, they might need a little bit more protein. Growing teenage athletes do need more protein, but... Mm-hmm. Again, too much is a good thing. There are many high school athletes who I see, again, who are lugging the whey protein around or having mom and dad take them to the health food store to buy a bunch of powders and supplements that they don't really really need. So when you say they need a little bit more, what are we talking? Like in in that 150-pound person? So you're talking about (laughs) around 1.2 to 2 grams per kilogram. Okay. Um, Again, you can calculate that um you know with within a range uh-huh. you know again i would say that if you're talking about a high school football player who's maybe trying to put on some muscle mm-hmm. again the most important thing he can do is get enough the calories gym. get enough calories <laughs> hit the gym right and protein can be used to help supplement that correct it's really you know hard to pinpoint the exact number of grams that people need yeah but because hungry athletes are going to easily consume the amount of protein that they need so mm-hmm. if they do recovery nutrition which we hope that all athletes are doing they should be taking in protein after each intense workout so if you're somebody who's going out and running for an hour ideally we want you to recover with about a two to one or three to one carb to protein ratio so yeah. that's where you know i'm not a big proponent of like pushing chocolate milk on right. people, but it is a really nice it's the way to balance. do it. It yeah. really is a nice way to get carbs and protein. Right. I mean, I know some people or kind of kick a on... a sandwich. Right. Half of a sandwich right. or something like that is a good ratio too, right. right? Right. You want to make sure that you're getting about a two to one or a three to one ratio of, of carbs, protein, carbs to protein. protein. Yeah. But for athletes, again, the needs are not that much different than the general you know, population. I'm doing this per pound, but you know, if we talk about somebody who's an endurance athlete, we're talking about one to two grams of protein per kilogram or about 0.6 grams or 0.7 grams per pound. We'll put all these in the show notes if yeah. you want to kind of calculate them for <laughs> you yourself. Can do your own so if somebody's 140 pounds at 0.6 grams per pound, we're talking about 84 grams of protein. And at 0.7 grams per pound, we're talking about 98 grams of protein. So we're not talking about 220 grams of right. protein, which is where so many people think they need to <laughs> fall yeah. to build muscle. Right. Body just can't use it all. Yeah, it, it, it's right. not going to. It's a waste of money. Honestly, protein yes. can be expensive. Exactly. You know, meat's expensive. Right, <laughs> chicken is expensive. Most expensive stuff at the grocery store is yeah. is in the protein area. Uh-huh. So you don't need to overdo it. Yeah. If you are a vegetarian athlete, it takes more effort mm-hmm. to get the protein that you need. You have to eat pretty generous portions of beans and eggs. Yeah. You know, but it is important that you know, if you are a vegetarian athlete, you can still do it. It just takes a little bit more effort. Yeah. How do you feel about protein shakes and powders and bars? Because I see so many of my, you know, uh, high school athletes using these, but even people who are hitting the gym, you know, and going to the or going to the fitness club that has a cafe where they can visit right. afterwards that's pushing a protein shake on them. How do you yeah. feel about that? Well, of course, as a dietitian, foods first. Right. And the reason for that is the food has a lot of other nutrients going for it instead of just a pure protein supplement. Right. You're missing out on the nutrients that you're going to get from having those beans that also has fiber and it has iron and it has so many other nutrients in it, right? Right. So uh, 
of course, I think most dietitians will be food first, right. right? However, like I said, if I have somebody who's really struggling to get something uh, for breakfast and mm-hmm. get out the door, right? there's nothing wrong with like a protein supplement and a blender with some fruit right? or, um, you know, just to do something fast and quick. So then you've got the fruit has the carbohydrates. Right. We've got the protein. Good. Okay, we're good to go. We have a combination right. and maybe a little bit of fat in there would be nice. Right. Like some flax seeds or something like that. I right? love I love that you brought up food first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the one thing to remember about protein is a lot of people believe it's sitting down to a big eggs and bacon breakfast every morning. Yeah. And there's a lot of protein that you can get without cooking. Yeah. And so, I mean, I have some ideas that okay. I use with patients. Things like nuts, mm-hmm. cheese sticks are great. They're great uh-huh. sources of protein. Cottage cheese, deli turkey. Utilize your deli yeah. meats. I mean, we don't want people to overdo processed meats. Right. But utilize deli meats. It's mm-hmm. a simple way to get extra protein. Boiled eggs, you can boil those up at the beginning of the week. Yeah. And work on them throughout the week. Hummus. Turkey, jerky, beef jerky, of course, it's a little high in salt, but again, uh-huh. could be something that's portable yeah. and non-perishable. Yep. Milk chugs, lattes made with low-fat milk, mm-hmm. um, peanut butter, even those little individual packs. Yep. I'm now addicted to the little ones uh-huh. from Justin's. <laughs> I uh-huh. love those little individual like packs of peanut butter because uh-huh. it's just enough. To yeah. put on apple or, you know, and you're not carrying around a jar of peanut butter. That's... <laughs> um, yogurt, tuna, even the tuna pouches uh-huh. oh, are, again, are such portable sources yes. of protein. Yeah. So maybe instead of thinking about, I've got to carry around a whey supplement, right. maybe there's some other protein. Again, it's not necessarily sitting down to a hot breakfast Correct. every morning. Yeah. You know, this is stuff that kids can take on a school bus. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that athletes can throw in a gym bag. Yep. You know, you obviously, if it's perishable, you want to make sure you're keeping it at a temperature. Food right. safety is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you want to make sure that, you know, if you have kids who are staying after school and needing to stay after for practices or marching band, what that can they can they, right, they can mm-hmm. reach for those protein things. Yeah. The ones that crack me up are the kind of the high cost protein packs that I now see for, you know, where it's a oh. handful of nuts and some beef jerky and they're yeah. charging me $4 for it. Right. And I'm like, I could have made this for like 55 right. cents at home, you know? Exactly. So yeah. you can even make these things yourself as opposed to buying them. But if you are going to choose a, a protein supplement, you know, ones made from whey are really commonly used. Again, it's something that's pretty readily absorbed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if that's not something that interests you or if you're somebody who is vegetarian, you could be looking at even pea protein, which is one that I've had some pea protein milk before. Uh It's pretty good. Yeah. It's something we're going to see more and more of. Obviously, you want to make sure that whatever you eat agrees with your belly. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Athletes tend to have finicky stomachs. Yes. And especially runners because of all the jostling. All the jostling. And I think sometimes... Runners are a little low on calories too. Yep. And that can cause. Or a little dehydrated. Exactly. Yeah. The gastric acid issues um, going into a long run and you don't fuel properly. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, you want to make sure whatever you choose, first of all, you've tried out before, you know, you never want to do something that is, you know, new on a race day or, Mm -hmm. or something like that. If you are looking for ones, the protein powders, you want to look for ones that don't have a lot of added sugars in them. 
That's one thing I see a lot with protein bars for sale. I actually was looking at them today at the grocery store, and I'm going through going, man, if they don't have added sugars in them, then they're sweetened with a sugar alcohol, Uh which is also hard on the gut. Yeah. And I think, my goodness, it's really hard to find a protein bar that doesn't either have 14 grams of added sugar or 20 grams of malitol in it yeah which is so hard on the belly it can be so hard on people's bellies so and again with protein bars for me and for weight loss clients look for balance you do want like a good carbohydrate protein fat balance to your bars it doesn't need to be pure protein right it's not necessary (laughs) but again you know if you are overdoing protein you're also risking too much saturated fat you know um you know as much as we would love to Say, yeah, sure, you know, hamburgers and pizza with, you know, pepperoni on it can right. have protein in it. Yeah. But it's it's easy to overdo that. If you also are overdoing it as an athlete with protein, you're not getting enough carbs, most likely. Yeah. You're filling right. your belly with protein. Mm-hmm. And, not... and, and again, because it also makes you feel so full, right. it can be difficult then to eat other food. If, right. If you're so high in protein. Sometimes that limits my clients and they're not getting enough calories because right. of that. Right. Um, you also want to make sure that, you know, if you are eating excess protein, hopefully you're not. Yeah. You're drinking plenty of fluids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's harder for the body to be metabolizing that and... Uh, excess fluids will help move that along a little bit. I think that was one of the main concerns with the original like Atkins diet is, oh, we're yeah. killing people's kidneys. And I, I think that's kind of been debunked for healthy people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's generally not too hard on the kidneys. But if you have kidney disease or right. you know, high blood pressure that is leading you to have kidney disease, mm-hmm. overdoing the protein is not a great idea. Mm-mm. As much as we would, you know, love to... Have you eat more protein, you don't want to overdo it, Correct. especially if you have any degree of kidney disease. And so many yeah. people do yeah. have sort of early kidney disease if they've had diabetes or if they've had mm-hmm. high blood pressure for a number of years, yeah. that it does start to eventually take a toll on the kidneys. Mm-hmm. And again, keeping in mind that, again, that 20 to 25 grams at one time is yeah. really all you need to stimulate growth. So if you're eating an 8-ounce chicken breast... yeah. <laughs> you're again taking maybe in 60 grams of protein really you could have done with half of that right and save some money yeah you know That's again true. i think again it's people, expensive yeah exactly protein yeah. is one of the things that are very very expensive yeah yeah so for patients who are maybe a little bit older and worried about losing muscle strength as they age do you have different recommendations so yeah as we age we do see some muscle loss so again it gets tricky because as we age, we do tend to need less calories, okay. and we find that the ratio does need to be a little higher. We need a little more protein as we get a little older, too, uh, closer to maybe 1.0 mm-hmm. to 1.2 for older generation. But again, then you run a fine line because you need less calories, mm-hmm. and the protein's more satisfying, so then it's easier to eat less calories, but then we also have to get all the nutrients in. Right. So as we get older, we really need to focus and try to get a real bang for your buck when you eat, you know, more nutrients. and Right. And the interesting thing is, as people get older, and maybe even, and I guess I see more of this maybe than you do, people losing the ability to chew meat 
as oh, they get older. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, we need to look for softer sources of protein. So if you mm-hmm. have an older person in your life that's maybe having a little bit more difficult, oh, you know, difficult yeah. time chewing meat or maybe teeth are not in, in good condition, mm-hmm. those folks can end up not getting enough protein because meat is such right. a great source of protein. If they're not eating that anymore because True. of chewing difficulties, mm-hmm. then it's time to look at other things that are softer, like mm-hmm. cottage cheese and those right. types of things yeah. that can go down a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about milk. Milk is a great source of protein. It really is. And it's is. great for calcium, too. And as we get older, you know, just having a glass of milk, if you're not feeling like eating a whole meal for an elderly elderly person, is a really good way right. to there's no some... And there's no need to buy expensive supplements, you know. No. Drinking a glass of whole milk yeah. can do a lot of the same things mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. who are older yeah. than, you know, having to go out and buy one of the commercially made supplements that tend to have a pretty hefty price yes. tag attached to them. I yeah. mean, although we do use them, right. you know, and there's a, definitely a place for them, mm-hmm. there are some other things that people can do that is may, maybe just as helpful. Yeah. If, uh, I have a lot of people, if they get put on, like, Ensure mm-hmm. those supplements that are in the can, they're very expensive. But they can be. Yeah. a glass of whole milk mixed with a carnation instant breakfast is a lot cheaper right. and just as good. Right, right. Well, thanks for our kind of our review on protein today, Laura. I appreciate your input from a weight yeah. loss perspective. If you have other suggestions of listener topics, we have a couple that we received that we're going to be addressing in, in future podcasts. We're also hoping to have some special guests yeah. here in the next few weeks. Um, you can reach us with show ideas at dish at secretliferd.com, or you can visit our website at www.secretliferd.com. And we will see you next time on Secret Life with Dietitians. Wherever you get your podcasts. And wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> yep. Yeah.